every time I refresh my page, it would be like oh, another 300 people have watched this, or oh, another 500, and it just kept on going up and up and up. Would you love to grow a TikTok account for your business, but you're not sure how to get started? Maybe you already have a TikTok account, but you're frustrated because your audience isn't growing as fast as you'd like it to. One of the big things about social media is that people flick. You're on Facebook or you're on Instagram and you're scrolling up, 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 up. Why is somebody going to stop on your post? In this podcast episode, you'll hear from five TikTok creators who've built successful TikTok accounts in the past year. They'll share the secrets behind their TikTok success, including how they generate content ideas, how often they post on the platform, and the time of day. Plus, how much work it really takes to build an audience on TikTok. Someone said to me like, oh my goodness, you're all over the social media. It must take you hours to do the content. I'm like, oh my goodness, it takes me less than three minutes to do a video. This highlight episode has been created using content from the interviews I've done with TikTok creators throughout 2021 here on the Courageous Content Podcast. During the course of this episode, you'll hear from wedding pianist Nicole Reynolds, modern day witch Rebecca Anuan, magician and toasty maker Elliot Bibby, jewellery designer Ramona Gohill, and the Reverend Anne Beverly. If you like what you hear, the links to those individual episodes are in the show notes. You're listening to the Courageous Content Podcast. I'm Janet Murray, and I love helping coaches, creatives, and entrepreneurs create super engaging content that generates leads and sales for their businesses. No one starts a business and just knows how to create engaging content. It's a skill that has to be learned and practiced. And there's always something new to learn, no matter how long you've been in business. And I know running an online business can feel messy. Perfectionism, fear, self-doubt, and other mindset stuff can stop you showing up online in the way that's best for you. So you'll get help with that too. Ready to get courageous with your content? Let's get started. Before we get stuck into the practical stuff, I want to make sure you know what TikTok is and how it works. So here's one of the TikTokers you'll hear from in this episode, the Reverend Anne Beverly, with a quick explainer. TikTok is a social media platform. Um, it's all video content, so there's very little written. The videos last typically less than a minute, and quite often they're about 15, 20 second long videos. And people post all sorts of things. They post things about their hobbies. They post things about their children. They post things about their working life. There's quite a lot of comedy on there. There's a lot of people posting stories about experiences that they've had. Quite often find that you'll get one piece of music that will be used thousands and thousands of times by different people in different ways, all trying to follow the same trend. If you haven't heard of trending sounds, here's a quick explainer. TikTok, known formally as Musical.ly, relies on sounds uploaded by users or artists for use by other TikTok creators. These are often samples, remixes, or mashups of popular songs. Voiceovers and voice effects are popular too. And trending sounds often lead to trending dances. Although if you listen to my previous interview with wedding pianist Nicole Reynolds, I'll link to it in the show notes, you'll know there is so much more to TikTok than dancing and lip syncing. While no one truly knows how the TikTok algorithm works, it's generally believed that videos that use trending sounds get better engagement. The Reverend Anne Beverly has around 93,000 followers on TikTok. So where do top TikTok creators get their ideas from? Here's Anne with her thoughts. 
I think when it comes to social media, the biggest thing is to experience it as a user, which is what I'd done before really we started posting content, especially with TikTok. So I created accounts. It was an anonymous account. I didn't post any content myself. So I would flick through the videos. Um, the same for Facebook, the same for Instagram and the same for YouTube. And so actually getting into those platforms as a user teaches you an awful lot about what you like to see and what other people are putting out there. And that helps, I think, then when it comes to creating your own content. I know how other people are doing it. I know when I see a video on Instagram or a post and I think, oh no, that's rubbish. I don't like that because they've done it this way or they've put the captions too low and I can't see what they're saying. They're stood right in front of a window and, and I can't see their face properly. Being a user teaches you what's good and what's not good. And also, as a user, you can then scroll through and you can say, oh my goodness, look, this particular content has gone down really well. And you can save that content and think, how can I do something similar? One of the big things about social media is that people flick. You're on Facebook or you're on Instagram and you're scrolling up, 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 up. Why is somebody going to stop on your post? Many of the TikTok creators I've interviewed for this podcast say they get their best ideas from their audience. Pianist Nicole Reynolds, who has more than 700,000 followers on the platform, is one example. They've basically given me all the tools I needed and all the ideas from day one. With any content you're putting out, if people want to know more, you've just got to feed from that. You've got to take their requests and ideas and fly with it. If somebody's taken the time to comment, to ask you to do something, there's probably a lot of other people that also want to see you play that song or sing that song or make that product. But it's not just about seeing what people post in the comments of your videos. During my interview with jewellery designer Ramona Gohill, she shared a clever way to get content ideas from your customers. What works well for me is if I'm trying to sell a specific product more, to hit my monthly targets, I will look at my orders because a lot of people do leave notes on their orders, which is really, really nice. And they mm -hmm. say why they bought the jewelry. Mm -hmm. So then I will tell the story about why this person has bought the jewelry. So I'll be like, oh, you know, this guy bought the gift for their mum because they, he wants to let his mum know that she is like the queen bee of his life if it's our queen bee necklace. Because that also gives people a reason to want to buy it as well. Rather than being like, oh, it's just a necklace, they want to know why they should buy it. I've often heard it said that you need to post three to four times a day to grow a following on Instagram. But that isn't the case for the TikTok influencers I've interviewed. Here's magician Elliot Bibby, whose account about cheese toasties turned him into a TikTok influencer. I was putting out maybe about three to four videos a week. I was just just basically doing it whenever I wanted, really. I had no real structure or going, right, okay, I'm going to post it at 3pm on a Tuesday or 5pm uh, on a Friday. But that's because I didn't really know how TikTok really worked initially. Here's Nicole again with her thoughts, followed by Ramona. I know everyone says two to three times a day, but that's a lot. I did do two to three times a day throughout the lockdown. But now that work and everything is coming back, I try and post once a day. And I find that fine. I think once a day is fine, but don't pressure yourself to do it every single day. You know, every other day is just as good as well. Do it as and when you have the time. Keep it regular. 
there is a lot of advice on TikTok, isn't there, to say, oh, post yes. three times a day. And once you get to a thousand followers and go live, go live every single day. But that may not be practical. I think one a day is a good amount for me because that means I can sit, for example, today, this morning, I sat and made five TikToks. That's my Monday to Friday worth of TikToks. It's recording them all on one day and then sharing them throughout the week is the method that works for me because then it's not overwhelming. It's not something I've got to do every day. I can just do it in one day and share them throughout the week. I try to go for two to four times a day. Most of the time I do three times a day. And I think people think, oh my God, that's so much. But it literally takes me about 10 minutes to make a TikTok. So in my lunch break, I'll make three TikToks. It takes about half an hour and then I have to edit it after that. Then I schedule them throughout the day. Most of the TikTok creators I've interviewed agree there isn't a right time of day to post on TikTok. What's more important is putting your content in front of the right people at the right time. Here's Ramona again, followed by Elliot. For me, what works well is posting from one o'clock onwards. I find that like seven to eight o'clock is when most people are on TikTok. Posting in the morning, I really don't get much engagement at all. But then some people say you, on TikTok, you can post whatever time because it's a global audience. I've got 98% of people are in the United Kingdom, but the other 2% are in Indonesia. So <laughs> I can always tell if I go live at like 10.30 in the morning, I'm making like a, a breakfast or a lunch toastie or something. And without a doubt, after 40 minutes, bang on the dot, I'll get an influx of maybe about 30 people all from Indonesia <laughs> and Thailand, all coming over. And also I've visited there a couple of times, so I know a little bit of the language. So... I usually say, oh, kapunka, and speak a little bit of Thai stuff. And they're like, oh my goodness, you can actually speak Thai. Something that struck me about all of the TikTok creators I've interviewed is that they haven't had a plan or a strategy as such. They've just got onto the platform and tried things out. And most of them shared that their first videos bombed. For me, this is really what being a courageous content creator is about. It's about having the courage to be a beginner. Here's Elliot again to explain how he went from not having a clue about TikTok to creating a video that got more than 1 million views. The first one that was sort of just went whoa and was my, I think it was Toasty Hack number two. And it was, it was the fifth video that I'd put out and it had 11,000 views. Because every time I refresh my page, it would be like, oh, another 300 people have watched this, oh, another 500. And it just kept on going up and up and up. And yeah, that video was literally about about the cheese grater that I used to grate my cheese. It was toasty hack number seven. I was just closing the toasting machine, but instead of doing it from front on like I always do, I did it from the side. And what I noticed was the slice of bread at the top actually moved forward, So, um, which meant that it was sort of out of line when in the toast machine, if that sort of makes <laughs> sense. So I was like, oh, actually, if I move this a couple of millimeters to the right, it means that when I close the machine it'll line up perfectly and the it won't be able to the, the ingredients inside won't leak out the side or anything because it's like perfect i was like well this is great i'll just create a video about this and i did and it's had over 1.7 million views elliot shares in his interview that he'd previously tried to grow an audience for his magic business on tiktok but and still he started creating content about cheese toasties his content wasn't getting any traction. Some of the TikTok creators I've interviewed have struggled to grow their audiences on other platforms. And this was certainly the case for modern day witch, Rebecca Anuan. 
After struggling to grow her following on Instagram, she found her videos blew up on TikTok, with some getting close to a million views. I just started sharing exactly the same content as I had on Instagram. And on my fourth video that I shared, I had 6,000 views. And I was so shocked because on Instagram, I might get like a couple of hundred or maybe a thousand. And I was like, oh, there's something in this. And so I kept going. And then two weeks later, I had my first 10,000 view video. And I was like nearly fainting. I was like, this is ridiculous. After spending so long on Instagram, I was comfortable with the platform. I knew a lot of the people who followed me. I'd have lots of conversations. And suddenly I felt like I was in this whole new world with so many more views. And I was like, oh, well, that's nice. But Instagram is where I connect with people. And then I started recognizing the same people coming back and commenting on TikTok. One of my videos has now hit nearly half a million views. Someone said to me like, oh my goodness, you're all over the social media. It must take you hours to do the content. I'm like, oh my goodness, it takes me less than three minutes to do a video. Sadly, most of the TikTok creators I've interviewed for the Courageous Content Podcast have experienced some trolling or negative comments. Here's Nicole with her thoughts on how to handle negativity online, followed by the Reverend Anne Beverly. I've had classical musicians like come onto my lives and be like, sort your posture out. Your posture's terrible. It makes me feel sick. And I'm like, I'm playing, I'm playing Despacito in my conservatory. I'll, I'll sit how I want, you know? But all I have to think is, well, I'm a musician and I wouldn't go and comment on their stuff negatively. People will comment something on my video like, oh, this is terrible. Oh, you, you'd get no views if you weren't wearing red lipstick. You know, you're only getting views because you're a female. And I just put, thank you for your comment. Have a wonderful day. And I put a love heart emoji face. <laughs> I'm not going to argue with you because I'm never going to win because you've got that much hatred in your body that you're just going to hate me regardless. So I'm just going to be nice to you and wish you well on your way. If somebody puts a comment on, on somebody's post that says, oh, you're ugly, just because that person has commented you are ugly doesn't actually make you ugly. And everybody else who's looking at that video, they can look at that comment and then they can look back at the person and they can go, well, I don't agree with that. And actually, the comment says more about the person that left it than it does about the person that they're saying it about. Mm. And and we're not stupid, are we, as society? We can see when somebody's being unkind. So I tend to just let them stand. There are so many great tips in this episode on building your audience on TikTok. I really hope it will inspire you to start building your audience on the platform or grow the one you already have. If you'd like to listen to the full episodes, I'll link to them all in the show notes, but here's the episode titles. How TikTok blew up my business and helped me to find my niche with Nicole Reynolds. The TikToking lady vicar who went viral on social media with the Reverend Anne Beverly. How Cheese Toasties made me a social media influencer with Elliot Bibby. Are you on the wrong social media platform with Rebecca Anuan? And how to sell products on social media with Ramona Gohill. I'd love to know what you thought of this episode. And if you'd like to connect with me, the best way to do so is on Instagram. I'm at Jan Murray UK. Would you like to create super engaging content about your business and do it consistently? If so, you need my Courageous Content Planner in your life. It's a gorgeous A4 desk diary that's so simple to use because it's based on my four by four strategy, which involves posting four styles of content four days a week. Yes, content planning really can be that easy. There's templates for daily, weekly, monthly, and annual planning, so you know exactly what to post, where, and when. Plus hundreds of ready-to-go content ideas and prompts. 
so you'll never run out of ideas for social media posts again. And accountability trackers to keep you consistent with your posting. The Courageous Content Planner is both practical and pretty, with four gorgeous cover designs to choose from. So if you want to ditch the content overwhelm and you want a simple content plan you can actually stick to, head over to CourageousContentPlanner.com to order your copy today. Thanks for listening to the Courageous Content Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or share the episode on social media. That way, more people can benefit from the free tips and strategies I share. And be sure to tag me in when you do. I'm at Jan Murray on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok.